Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello. Welcome to the Chelsea Podcast. My name is Phil Daniels. I've got Dave Johnson. It's only a pandy. Oh, we are. are. Uh, all back, just back from Leicester. Andy, Andy, what's your second name, Andy? You know what my second Andy name is. Andy Saunders <laughs> over there. He's in much better fettle tonight. And uh, Kerry Levy over here. Hello, good evening. They, it's oh, not free or went to uh, Le- Leicester. We did. And Le- Leicester. Levy. Levy, I, need, I need to pick you up on something. It's not Levy, it's Levy. All right, but you know, he Chevy He's... to the Levy. I Is agree. It? I think he spells his name wrong, and you're right, but you know, Kerry insists that it's Levy. How do you Levy. spell Kerry? Let's, K-E-R-R-Y, obviously, as in Dixon. Yeah, I'll tell you, this is something funny about my name's getting a hammering this week. We got a review for, you know, the book I did with Ralph Steadman in the Seattle Times. No, but and it said it said book next extinction. It's wonderful. It's great. It's a, a good read. Blah 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 by Ralph Steadman and Kerry O Levi. There you go. <laughs> so I put it on Twitter, Kerry O, Kerry O, baby. You, you shouldn't drop names. Keith Richards told me that. What's that? What name did I drop? Well, my real name was dropped and Ke- replaced Phil by got a wrong it. one. Phil got it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know, that's for, that's because you're a, Keith. Yeah, but that's because Phil's got loads of sort of, you know, voodoo stuff tied up in his hair these days, like Keith. So he Didn't would get one of the that Rolling joke. Stones going to have twins at the age of 68? Yeah. Which one's that? I can't remember, Ronnie. but one of them. Ronnie? Yeah. Well, yeah, but his girlfriend's only 19, isn't she? Yeah. He's one of the face. Allegedly. Really, isn't he? I always <laughs> think. He's, never, he's not a proper stone. No, he's a no. face, isn't yeah. he? But, and he's only been in them for about 30 years and as well. He tunes his guitar to an open chord so he can slide that thing up and down. All I can say to that is good old Viagra. Yeah. yeah. Well, there you go. Might so, all need it ourselves I one day, might we? I think there's an argument to be had that you don't need Viagra to be a father of a child. Really? It doesn't give you more. But it worked for Andy. Does it? <laughs> I don't know. I'm look, tried by uh, Look yet. opposite <laughs> us. It's Dave and it's Andy. I rest my 
Dave. Is that what you're saying, Dave? I, I would say, moving on. <laughs> you're probably right. We should move on. So why don't we wind back a few days to when it was all happy, like in the Champions League. Um, we'll get on to Leicester, which is going to be the main talking point tonight, I'm sure. But Porto. What about Bournemouth? Have we talked about that? Yeah, yeah we've we done that. that. We've done that. Yeah, that, that's when Andy had to, you know... Leave oh, the, when the men with white coats came, the memories behind. Yeah, yeah. But you're beyond that now, aren't you? I'm not I on mean, drugs anymore. Exactly. I that's, was on drugs. Be that's fair, why. he was out of his nut. I was. He was. <laughs> he was. He reminded me of the Britpop days. <laughs> <laughs> I'd had an eye operation. I was on very heavy duty painkillers. You were. I was emotional. I was feeling emotional. Kerry, Kerry made me emotional. Uh, well, at least you get emotional about Chelsea when you're on drugs. We yeah. do. We care. We care about Chelsea, and that was the thing. It was passionate, and I've got a feeling we will have a corridor of passion again tonight. But okay, Andy, let, let's throw it over to you. After that sort of strange old meltdown of the game against Bournemouth, we suddenly were a completely different side because he changed it. He got rid of Fabregas. He brought in. Um, well, let's uh, look at the team Ramirez. because I think okay. uh, let's yeah. say so four changes to the side that started the previous game to Portmouth uh, to Bournemouth. Uh, JT, Azpilicueta, Ramirez, and Costa all returned to the starting lineup. So it was uh, Begovic, Ivanovic, uh, Zuma, Terry, Azpilicueta, Matic, and Ramirez uh, next to each other as the holding two. William, Oscar, Hazard behind was... Costa, um, and yes, was Fabric- it Begovic and goal? Did I say Bigovic? Yeah. No, sorry, Courtois. Yeah. Um, so I was going the, anything could happen in this sorry. squad. I'm just testing. Just yeah, well, sure I'm there. Everyone else was having a nod. Um, so, so yes, Fabregas not in the starting lineup, and we, we, I mean, we, we talked about how I thought it might be quite a cagey game. We might, um, you know, park the bus somewhat, invite them onto us, hit them on the break, but it wasn't like that at all. We pressed very, very hard from the off. We, you know, played a reasonably high line. You know, we neutralised some of their, you know, sort of really pacey. Uh, players and I thought we were exceptional and really took the game well, to a dictated had, the pace. And what we had was luck for a change. Yeah. In what, in, in, in what well, particular own goal? I mean, uh, you know, it looked like Costa wouldn't score in a month of Sunday, so that guy sort of it bouncing off there and hitting a bloke on the end and putting us one up when it did was a good time to go one up against yeah. him, wasn't it? Ivan Macabo, yeah. 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 And own goal on the uh, eleven minutes, so a good start. But I just thought, I just thought we were excellent. I thought the tempo was great, intensity, and, and, it, and that word intensity. And I think that's really been missing this season. It was really noticeable in the Porto game that when we play with intensity, when we press hard, when we get up for it, we're still a team to be reckoned with. What do you think, Dave? I think uh, Porto was another turning point um, where we turned the season round, but it ended up uh, another dead end alley, didn't it? A couple of days later. Unfortunately, well, I think that that's unfortunately the output. But I'm, you're absolutely right. But I think looking at the game, what was good about it as well? The crowd were good. We've, I've, I've had a bit of a moan about the crowd at, at Stamford Bridge, but they were bang up for it. I think the players gave them something to cheer about. Um, you know, a lot of the a lot of players really came to the fore. And I even got a text off a of field during the game saying Oscar's having a decent game. And for me, Oscar was brilliant in that game. I thought Ramirez was brilliant in that game. I thought Matic was brilliant in that game. There were some f- exceptional performances. And cost- the like of which we haven't seen enough. Exactly, year. and Costa was interesting because, okay, he didn't put the chances away or whatever, but he stayed down the central channel for the, for the first time this season. Yeah. Didn't go out wide, didn't go anywhere other than stay, penalty spot, line with that, up and down. And, okay, it didn't work for him, but he was still looking like he was trying to get people involved his in the play. His runs were very good. He was his running the channels. Good. Yeah, absolutely. His, his runs are slow, though, but they were going quite well. So, I mean, it, it was. I mean, it, it was a, a pretty decent performance, and you thought... This is it. Is you it know? because that 
I mean, I'm not having a go at Chelsea, but is it because it's a kind of different kind of pace, that Champions League? That, that you know, you can, if you're the team that's charging all over the place... Um, you can control it. You can it control it, and Porto weren't charging all over the place, where, as when you play in the Premiership, everybody's at you all the time, you know. How much possession do you think we had in the Porto game? Do you think we had the majority of the possession? No, no I think probably not. We had 39% yeah. possession, which I think is an interesting, an interesting you know, stat, to be but honest. This is and be- also, as well, the fact that Porto had 552 passes to our 341, and it felt like we bossed the game. But actually, they had all the possession and all the passing. What we did really well is press very hard and nick the ball and just make ourselves a nuisance and use the ball better, I think. But don't you think this, this is the thing? I mean, you know, we kind of touched on this last week, um, you know, and I don't want to create an argument about this, but isn't this everything Van Gaal is being slagged off for? The fact that his whole raison d'etre is it's about possession. Where actually, at the moment... Possession is okay, but it's what you do with it. And actually, against Porto, we conceded possession. And then when we had it, we were really useful with it. And so many games this season, we've had loads of possession and done nothing with it. This time, Porto came and attacked us because they needed a result out of it. And that worked perfectly for us because we could be incisive. We press, 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 nick the ball, go off and try and do something with it. And most teams, it seems, in the Premiership this year have worked out, you know what, you want to confuse Chelsea, let them have the ball all the time yeah. because they'll, they'll just run dead alleys. Yeah, yeah, they'll play, exactly. And that seems to be the issue, I What think. was interesting as well, just, just I don't want to... You know, bore you with the stats because I know it does bore you. But but you know, we made no, it's double the amount of tackles than Porto did. We made forty tackles to their nineteen, and I think we were just up and at them. Now they've got some very skillful players in that team, and they move Absolutely. they move the ball beautifully and they move it quickly. But they weren't incisive because, particularly, I thought Ramirez and Matic did a brilliant job. And what was great about it is it allowed Matic to be Matic. He wasn't having to compensate for Fabregas's uh, lack of tackling. Ramirez was up and at him. Matic were up and at him, and that allowed the players in front of them to be more creative. I thought it was great. I thought it was a brilliant performance. Andy, I don't want you to um, storm off in a huff again, but uh, the only stats that matter are goals. No, that's not true. Isn't it? No, I don't think so. I, I, think, I think that's a very glib way of looking at it. Yes, of course. I mean, if you, if you were to turn around and just say football's just about goals, it's, but football's not just about goals. No, I know. Because you're the about... one that says it's not about winning. I don't care if we win or lose. Um, yeah, it, but I've it, got to say that, though, haven't I? Have you? But sometimes, yeah. sometimes in stats, like you say, you know, sometimes you say, well, we had, we had 500 tackles, they had 200 tackles. But, sometimes, you know, you've got to say sometimes 200 tackles is better than 500 tackles. No, you're right, because... You know, okay, you, you, let, let you've me... You've got to look at it in, in context. Yeah. You, if you, you get it in context, no, you're I right. think you're right. You're absolutely right. But I, I want it, the reason I highlighted those stats, because I know I'm going to jump ahead slightly here to the Leicester game, right? right. We had 65% possession in the game last night. Yeah. We had 519 passes to their 276. So almost double the amount of passes as them. And, you know, so com- the complete opposite. Yeah. You know, and it's just interesting contrasting the but two But that's games. what I'm saying. In yeah. this day and age, that possession figure is not the be-all and end-all. No, no, it isn't. It it's, isn't. It's, it's interesting. It's what you do with the ball. Absolutely. And I think you've seen the contrast there between Porto and Leicester in the space of a week. And I suppose, you know... Okay, we can big up the Porto game as much as we like and go, we were fantastic, we were this. The truth is, here we are on a Tuesday evening, the day after Leicester, which we all saw was a disaster for an hour, in a a way. And I hate using words like that because, you know, it really hurts to even say things like that. But 
we were so opposite to how we played against Porto. Well, let's let's not get sidetracked off of Porto because I think. Do you want to carry on with Porto? We can, I mean, oh, Porto's Porto. Well, we've I think played I th- all right. But we keep doing no, that. No, I think we? we played very well, and you know, I think we've topped the group. You know, which I think is an achievement. I think you know we have, um, you know, we've clearly drawn PSG in in the round of sixteen, which is a you know it's a tricky tie. We know it's a tricky tie. I don't think it's well, we're used a, an to impossible. Them at least, don't yeah, we? I don't think yeah. it's an impossible tie. <laughs> we know you that know, if we don't play at the top of our game, they we, will do. We've us. beaten Barcelona and sure. Bayern Munich. With worse teams than this. Look, you, you know, know what? what I mean? so, I'm happier that we're playing PSG because, A, there's a chance we'll get up for it. B, if we did go out, well, PSG's PSG is what you could say. And actually, the worst thing would be to have drawn Ghent and go out to them. So, you know, I don't think that would happen. And who knows what team will be in February? You know, we could be completely different. We could have, you know, seven great strikers. And or maybe Remy will get a game. Yeah, maybe Remy will get more than ten minutes somewhere. I'm sure we'll come on to Remy. And yeah, the the one will. thing I will say about the Porto game, William's first goal from open play. You know, yeah, no, you know, that's fair which enough. Which is interesting. And that also, was a beautiful goal. Lovely goal. And, yeah, it was a very good goal. And a lovely little dummy by Costa as well. So, yep. a good run by him. You know, that, that worked really well. Hazard, Costa, William yep. combination. And the other thing, of course, is, is that Matic was booked. So, that means he's going to miss the first leg against PSG. I think that could be quite telling. Yeah, I think that's frustrating. Well, you know, I, I think... Yeah, but you never Champions know when League. he's going to be... I think in Champions League he plays well, but you never know when, when he's going to have a good game. I know, no. he's, I know he's good. When he gets the ball, he's, he's got the nice shimmy, but it's, it's not... He's too far forward, it seems to me. It days. depends who's alongside him and how well yeah. he's playing. The thing is, Ramirez was fabulous against Porto and he allowed Matic to step forward. And that yard that he steps forward with the ball suddenly brings all our attacking midfielders into play. He was actually kind of a playmaker in the way that he'd feed everyone in every direction. It was everything that didn't happen last night, but we'll get on to that. One of the problems I've had with Chelsea this season is, is the lack of options that players have got when they've got the ball, you know, in terms of width or players showing. And I thought at Porto, there was options all over the pitch. You know, totally. there, were, there were players you know, making themselves available, wanting the ball, moving with the ball, passing and moving. It just felt well. As Dave said earlier, you know, it felt like the start of something. It felt like you know, we turned a corner, a tipping point, call it what you want. But unfortunately, you know, it seems to have, uh, uh, as Dave said, been another dead end. Yeah, I, I'd agree with that. And but I'm pleased that we topped the group. I'm pleased that we're through to the round of 16. I'm pleased our Champions League adventure continues. Yeah, exactly. So, OK, well, l- shall we get on to Leicester? Is everyone happy do, any, to? do you want to say anything more about Porto, Dave? I was going to say about those stats, 65%, did you say, in the um, game against Leicester? Yeah, the 39% trouble with, against... Well, Porto. the trouble with it is they get to the edge of the 18-yard box and then they pass it sideways for seven or eight passes, don't they? And that's where a lot of the possession comes. You know, we need a Frank Lampard who you can, who's, or a Michael Essien who can bang it in from 20 or 25 yards. That's and that's what we've been true. missing. But I would also say, I think Frank Lampard and Essien would struggle in the side. I what, think at their peak? Yeah, because of the way everyone's playing. Can I think I... if we played like this and have Frank in there, we... we we get to a point where everyone kind of moves up in a line almost. And then, of course, there's no... Like, when we were watching last night, the, the, you know, we had everyone around, pass it forward, pass it forward. You can't if there's no runs being made. So there is a real problem in nobody's making those runs. Maybe Frank would take that chance and run through the middle. 
But it's difficult, isn't it? We, you know, I think there's something not right. We get up to the 16-yard line, you know, to the edge yeah. of the penalty area, clearly. and then, then it, there's no you, movement. You go, oh, here we go, no, we're going to go backwards. Clearly, I, I, but we did that a lot last season. Well, I'll tell yeah, you what. No, but I, we know that went wrong from January onwards, really. Against Leicester, what um, amazed me was that we had, I think it was six corners before... One beat the first man. Yeah, and the only reason it beat the first man was because they didn't bother. Oh, Williams' oh, delivery the... from set pieces yesterday was very poor. Absolutely shocking. And yeah, from yeah. a few of those corners, it ended up back at, with uh, Courtois. Do, do you think they ever practice corners? Well, you'd have thought blokes on um, tens of thousands of pounds a week would be able to um, might hit practice the uh, FIFA. Well, you know, yeah, I mean, people who are on 50 quid should actually be able to kick a corner, you would have thought. It is a prime prerequisite What did you football. read into the uh, unchanged team for Leicester? Well, it, it was... Look, it was the first thing I said to you when you said that was, I'm so happy that, you know, he, Mourinho always likes to find his best team and then try and stick with that with maybe one or two changes. But he likes to find a team that he goes, yes, this team is doing the job I want them to do. So I was absolutely delighted because this team is the team that had taken care of a very talented Porto side, had run out with intensity, had really taken them to the the cleaners, in effect, thanks to a bit of luck to get that first goal, and had played well. So I was delighted. I thought, great, we finally found an 11 Jose is happy with. He's not going to mess around with it. I'd like to say that all season, and possibly for some of the games last season, people have been... I've been hearing people saying, we've got no leaders. And... Last night, it became patently obvious that they didn't have any leaders on the pitch, and it's the first time I've really noticed it. Yeah. Nobody got a grip of that no. side. No, we've and been saying that for a couple of weeks now, Dave, that, you know, that once you take JT out of that, that mix, you know, I'm, I'm sorry, Ivanovic isn't a captain. No. You know, the only he's, other potent- he's struggling with his own The game. only other potential captain in that team is Cahill. Um, too nice a guy. He, too he, nice. Ca- you know, he can't... Not- he, he's not going to get in somebody's face and shout at them. But he's them, the like only John one Terry. that's anywhere near it. You know, I don't think any of them have got... You need someone, I mean, you don't need him. You need a Joey Barton type. Dennis Wise. You in know, the side like that, now, you know. just to shake a few of them about. And say, f- what sort of player are you? What are you? Get stuck in. Steam in. Yeah, I what did we think about on, on that level? What did we think about the? We don't know, I and mean, so we, we can, we're only speculating about Eden Hazard. He got a bump. He went down. He was down for some time. He went off the pitch. He came back on. He got past two. Couldn't get to the ball, and then walked, seemingly walked off and walked down the tunnel um, and with a dismissive hand gesture. Yeah, it didn't look like it didn't look good. I have to say, but I so say I don't know what the facts are behind it, so I don't want to speculate too much. But that didn't look like a player that wanted to get on and grit his teeth and get on with it. I think um, Jose Mourinho's got to keep all his um, all his thoughts about his players in house rather than um, spill them out to the media. Do you I've, think there's a, I've tried everything else, I'm not going to have a go at them? Sort yeah, of but... Um, he kind of you has know, through the season, hasn't he, in strange little ways. He's had digs here and there. Mm. I mean, when he came out... See, this is also... You know, you wonder if something gets lost in translation because he came out and said, our work that we've done this week has been betrayed by these players. That has got turned into... I've been betrayed by the players. Betray may mean something slightly different if you're Portuguese yeah, and you I use think, it a bit more. He's not, he's cleverer than that, yeah. Kerry. He's been well, doing maybe. this for a long, yeah. long time. He's a master of um, the uh, media. Think, okay, well then, that's fine. I'm, I'm just throwing it out there. I think he means 
We came up with a plan... And they didn't execute to... it. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree with that. I yeah. think Mourinho... I, I mean, I watched um, a bit of Frank, because Frank Lampard was on the TV last night. Super oh, Frank. Very good. And he said, you know, Mourinho, it looks like Mourinho's tried every angle. You know, we've been putting your arm around him. Well, that's my a, point. Today, having a yeah. go at him. Yeah. Uh, and, I mean, we're running out of ideas. Yeah. And, you know, the tactics ain't great. To me, anyway, at the moment. No. I've got to say that yesterday, I'm glad uh, Lloyd Remy came on. People, you know, coating him off and saying he's this, that and the other, but... Do you think people coat him off? No, no, well, they were around me. And uh, I think... Really? Yeah. I think Remy... No, I know, but uh, yeah, I know, but I think you're always likely to get a goal when he's playing, and that was fantastic header he got yesterday. Great cross um, from Pedro. Yeah, it was fantastic cross, and I think Jose Mourinho, myself being a master tactician, if I was um, uh, picking that team and doing the tactics, Andy, I'd be playing two up front a lot more than uh, Jose Mourinho, and unfortunately, I think um, that Bournemouth game giving uh, Lloyd Remy four or five minutes at the end it was a complete waste of time bring the bloke on for 25 minutes I Let's agree ha- let Costa because he'll miss a few chances but he'll score a few he, of course he, he will needs, as he, he did last night yeah. Costa look, cannot play on his own up front he can't beat oh, the first man no, uh, hang on a minute that, that's not true he did it for five years at Atletico Madrid you know, in a, in, a, in a league winning team and basically won us the league last year with 20 goals playing right, his own w, up front you, you can't know, say he can't play on his own up front why I've gone WWF that's what he's become, hasn't he? Oh, yeah. Look, I'm not saying he's, he's good become, at the moment. He's just become like this guy that sort of has a little fight, but not a proper one. And when that geezer... Saw, he sawed him out last night, yeah, that big centre-half. He's always he? been a streaky player. If you look back at over his career, he went oh, completely over Christmas. In the, in the year that Atletico Madrid won the league and got to the Champions League final, he went the entirety of Christmas without scoring. You know, he's a very so streaky player. So what are you player. saying, then? I'm saying that I, I think, mean, he's, what, I think I'm, he's... No, I'm, I'm saying, saying he's an exceptional player who can play on his own up front, but he's in a bad moment, to use the words of, of Carlo yeah. Ancelotti. He's in a bad moment, but to dismiss him out of hand, I think he's wrong. I, I had a fantastic... Well, I haven't dismissed him out of hand. I just think he's a bit WWF at the moment. He had a fantastic... He wants to fight. And... He wants to just dive about. I think it's confidence. You know, he goes to these confidence dips. But why can't... Yes. He had one fantastic chance, didn't he, last night? It was the best ball that Chelsea played all night, I think, apart from that Pedro cross. And it was a great... uh, Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it was a great save from Schmeichel. Yeah. uh, But, you know, we'd like to see Costa getting four or five of those chances every game, not God, just one. It was a great, but... fantastic move. Let's see a bit more of it. You say you'd play two up front. What I would do is play four, three, three. And I'd play Remy and Costa and Hazard up front. You know, I'd play all three of them across the front and then I'd play William and Matic and probably Ramirez in the midfield. Um, you know, and then, a, and then a back four. Well, that would allow uh, Matic to be more of a Makaleli holding player. But it would also allow... Um, the interchange between Remy and Costa and Hazard to be a little bit more fluid. And I think, I think he's missing a trip not playing 4-3-3. Now, Leicester played 4-4-2 last night. Now, I'm not a big fan of 4-4-2, but it worked for them yeah. because they had the players to do it. They had width. They had Mares coming in from the, you know, from the side. They had um, Ujoa, the big kind of target coming man. Coming back, Watford are playing it. <sighs> yeah, they had Ujoa, who's the big man. Uh, you know, running off the ball, they had Vardy. It worked for them, but you've got yeah. to have the players to do it, and we haven't exactly. got the players to play four four two. Leicester were fantastic last they night, were, and uh, let's face them. it, they were quicker to the ball. They were more up for the challenge. And, they looked um, joyful. They looked like they f- they loved it. They looked like uh, they were having fun, and they we were, didn't. Yeah, they were they were up for look. 
that was... I'll tell you what I loved about last night. Away from the football, I loved the atmosphere in the ground. I loved the way that everything worked in that ground. Uh, the home sport was fantastic. It was amazing. Okay, they nicked a couple of songs off other teams, like Palace and things. But, you know, on the whole, the banter between the fans was brilliant. What I actually loved of the experience of it, I haven't been away to a, a league game for a long time. It restored my faith in Chelsea fans in a lot of ways at grounds because I thought we were fantastic yeah, we as supporters. We always get that away from people. I know, but I haven't been for a while. And, and a lot of people, you know, how many people get tickets? It's a very small amount. But it's a fantastic feeling when you hear most of those fans are totally 100% behind the yeah. team. I mean, Dave will tell you, Dave hasn't used the game since 1886, you know, yeah. and, and Dave, will, <laughs> Dave will tell you that you will get the, in inverted commas, proper fans going to away games, because these are the fans yeah. that get up at 7am, get on the website months in advance, buy the tickets, do 400 mile round trips on a, on a weeknight. Yeah. These are the proper fans. So of course, they're the fans you want to grounds. The problem is not away from home, it's at no, Stamford Bridge. That is my point, that's what I was just coming to. What we need to do is get everybody who comes to Stamford Bridge to go to at least one decent away game every season and go, oh, okay, I get it. This is how we support. What we were talking about last week, wanting supporters to support, that was a prime example for me last night. And I tell you what was amazing was the round of applause that the players got at the end of the game when they came over to clap the fans. Which players were those? They were... As Piliqueta, yeah. Ivanovic, and Courtois. And Absolutely. No one and no else. One else. No Absolutely one. shocking that those players cannot, cannot be bothered to walk 50 yards to say thank you very much. I was crossing about out. it. I was crossing Yeah, it, it was the one thing that really I found, you know, I don't like coating off any of our players for things they do. But that, for me, was just... It's just beyond the I pale. I mean, especially after the support that they've been given throughout the game. That's what I, I mean. mean. You know, it's not, as if, it's not as if they back. were booed throughout the game. It's not as if they were, you know, snarled out throughout the game. They were supported throughout the game. If they were embarrassed or thought they were going to get a bad reception, I'd have just completely Isn't that not indicative of what mess the club is in at the moment? Yeah, I think it is. Yeah, the club's in a proper mess. I think it is. And I, I think, you know, people say to me, you know, just people that I know, mates of mine, what's gone wrong with Chelsea? I have to throw my hands up and go... I don't know, it's a kind of perfect storm of things, isn't it? It's, there's an element of you know, chemistry amongst the players, about Mourinho's relationship with the players, the fans. I mean, there's so many things going wrong at the moment that, you know, and, and presumably lots of things behind the scenes that we don't even know about. So, yeah. you know, I mean, let me, let me just, um, you know, let me just uh, you know, depress you for a second with some, with some you know, terrible statistics. We previously won our last six games against Leicester. We're now 20 points behind them in the league. That's back-to-back league defeats. Four points out of a possible 18 in the last six league games. If we looked at the form guide in the last six matches, that puts us 18th out of 20. One win in our last seven league games. Haven't won away in the league since August. First time we've lost nine or more of our opening games since 1978-79 when we were relegated. You know, something's (laughs) gone desperately wrong. Okay, so the next question is, what does one... You know, the thing that we need to ascertain and maybe we can't do it yet is who is at fault i have friends of mine who say it's always the manager who's at fault in these situations and then i have other people who say well it's got to be the players they have too much power whether we'll actually know i mean maybe we we yo-yo between thinking it's one or the other every week i don't know where it is but there seems to be some disconnect between the manager and the players and whatever shape way or form 
it is not working. My big thing is I don't think the players look like they are playing with any kind of joy, any kind of enjoyment, any kind of swagger. They look timid. They look afraid to make mistakes. That passing across the 18-yard box, that's down to confidence. I don't want to be the idiot that gives the ball away because I'm going to get booed. So what I'll do is I'll take the path of least resistance and pass the shortest amount of play and I'll get rid of the ball really quickly. And, you know, that that is indicative of a team without confidence. Now, these are world-class players. Now, I'm not having anybody tell me that any of those players, all of them internationals, are not world-class players. They play for Chelsea. They cost millions. They are world-class players. It doesn't go away overnight, but what does go away is confidence. And I think that the frustrations that the fans have got about passing sideways, about passing back... Um, you know, Zuma was a big culprit last night at passing back. He didn't yes. look confident on the ball. Now, I love Zuma. I think he's a real star of the future. But there's a boy that looks like he's playing within himself and playing simply. Compare that to Leicester, who swaggered through the game, who touched it and span and moved and passed. We should be playing like that, and we're not. So you have to put... Sorry, I know this is a bit of a rant, but I'll finish it up with... I think that there is... And a bit of fault on both sides. I don't think Mourinho's handled himself amazingly, um, but I still think he's amazing. I don't think the players have handled themselves amazing, but I think they're amazing. I think somewhere in the middle is a disconnect, and that's causing confidence. I want them to go. I want, almost want him to turn around and go, the gig's up, lads. We're not going to finish in, probably in the top four. Go well, and said play that with last freedom. Night. Go and play with freedom. Just you- go and express yourselves. What's yeah. the worst that can happen? You yeah. go and express yourselves and play football and enjoy yourselves and see what happens. You just, I think that's what he needs to do. You just said there, Andy, that uh, the Chelsea players cost millions. Leicester's two goal scorers last night. One of them cost £300,000 and the other one came from long, non-league football. So what does that tell you? Well, it tells you a lot. And I think you know, the interesting thing about you know, Vardy is this time last year he was playing against Yeovil Town. You know, I mean, you know, he's an unbelievable player. You know, well, I this mean, time last he's year we got, were losing to Bradford. You know, I mean, just just on the, uh, I wrote some stuff down about Vardy because, um, which I can't obviously. Oh, Jamie Vardy now has 15 league goals, as many as Messi and Ronaldo combined. He scored in six successive home league matches. You know, I mean, Leicester are the fifth highest scoring team in Europe's big five leagues. 34 goals. Barcelona have only scored 36. I mean, this is a phenomenon. I mean, it's an anomaly. But, you know, credit to them. They're playing with freedom. They're playing with expression. Well, they and went, it's working for them. They went out and won the game against us yesterday. That's what they did. And then were able to soak up that last 25 minutes where we suddenly found a way to put the pressure on. And they kept it going. Um, and I, I, think, I think we need to learn something from these games. So, we need... Sorry. No, no, go So for when it. do we, finally, as the board, as we're saying, as the board... When finally do we say, after the Sunderland game and we get beat, do we say, sorry, Mr Mourinho, we can't, we can't say this is, this, you know, we were going to have you forever, but we expected not to be in the bottom three. When do we say it's up, mate? I tell you when. I tell you when it'll happen. It'll happen when the fans turn on Mourinho. I don't think Abramovich can bear, and I said this last week, I don't think Abramovich can bear the thought of getting rid of him too early. I mean, he's also got to appease the Chelsea pitch owners and things because of all the moving of the stadium and the ground. He'll try and keep everyone happy. He'll want to, he'll want to get rid of Mourinho if that's the choice that has to happen when the fans have had enough of him. I think also, is there any point in getting Mourinho, rid of Mourinho now when possibly the people that he really wants to go and get are not out there and available. Why not, you know, Frank said this last night that, you know... That's never stopped chairman before, has No, it? but I think he's got so bored of that whole thing, you know, you I think... I think the special one is a special case, I think that's the... That's that, the that's well, the no, but, but he's being treated as a special case yeah. already. 
I, yeah. I, I think it's a really interesting question because yeah. I don't know is the answer. Yeah. You know, I think that if the if the board have got any sense, they'll stick with him because I think I, I do think that there's you, you go know, to you the look at the, the Porto season. game and you go this team can play, this manager can manage. I mean, there were elements last night I thought when you know Mourinho showed his tactical now. So he went three at the back. He took John Terry off. That's a big call. People around me go, "What are you doing?" And it's like, well, you need two goals, lads. Yeah. You need to push forward. He went three at the back. He brought Fabregas on. I know you know people around the table are rolling their eyes a little bit, but I thought Fabregas made a difference Pedro when he came on you know injected uh, a little bit of pace and tempo yeah. into the game you know I think for the, the period between 50 minutes and 90 minutes we played some of the best football we played this season we just can put a ball in the net you know we created the opportunities I think and the uh, I'll use the uh, common term if the trigger is going to be pulled personally I think got to be done before the January transfer window well I think that's true I think, I think so whoever comes in true. as can have their choice of available players, and I'll tell you what we've spoken about: um, Vardy and Marwas um, coming from nowhere. Let's spend a couple of quid uh, or a relative couple of quid and get um, Charlie Austin, Chelsea supporter, proven goal scorer. Mm. Yeah, I don't think it'll ever happen, but I've got no problem with trying someone like that. In fact, I would, you know, I, I would like to see you know us go for somebody who looks like they might have something about them. You know, Costa, whatever you think of him, is struggling one way or another. He's lost his presence. And he has. He's lost his presence. He doesn't have any presence on the no, pitch anymore. Right. Body you know, language tells it all. Yeah, it, I mean, you know, the one thing you could say about presence, uh, about Costa, was he always had presence. He walked on the pitch, he looked like he owned it. He doesn't look like that anymore. And strikers do that. I mean, Drogba had a couple of seasons where he lost his presence. You know, he was rolling around on the floor and, you know, moaning and, and, and moaning. But then he would come back into form. He was another streaky player, Drogba, you know, and he would come back into form and, you know, perform on the big occasion. I, I, I think. Let's he got better at Chelsea. Chelsea, though. Yeah, but he, he had seasons. Yeah. He got better at Chelsea, Drogba. You know, 173 he seemed... goals, I think he got I, I for like, Chelsea, didn't you he? You remember his first season? His first, yeah, his first, first season, season was yeah, no, he, was, yeah. he got Dog better. Yeah. He, learnt, he learnt his trade. But I don't, think, the, I don't think Diego Costa's a Didier Drogba. Maybe not, but you know, maybe not. And we are talking about a special case. But I think I, I know I know we are in a bad moment as a team at the moment. But I, I'm a little bit concerned about knee-jerk decisions about individual players or managers. You know, I know it's a difficult place to be at the moment. But yeah. I do. I mean, I still do believe that we would be foolish to get rid of Mourinho yeah. at this point. I can't I, see us winning. I don't. It, I just don't see us we winning Porto. games. We battered Porto. Yeah, but it may be in that sort of league in the Champions League playing. Teams from other leagues, European European football, they're up for it. There's something about it that these players we have at the moment seem to relish. Look at Leicester last year. This time last year, Leicester were relegated. They were gone. Everybody, yeah. they were adrift at the bottom of the table. But we've got to turn listen. it around. So amazing. No, you listen. No, we got to finish because, my point. No, 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 no. You've got to be so amazing. They, Chelsea have got to turn around so amazingly. All these players have got to find these passes, these intricate passes, people banging it in the net. We've got to do so much but Leicester to did. get better. But Leicester did. We Le- won't. Leicester. How do you know? I can tell. You haven't got a magic ball. You haven't I, got a magic no, crystal ball. No, I can ball. tell. But, like but you, you would have said tell that. it's four three three. But my point, I can tell we, it won't happen. But my point about Leicester last year is they were adrift at the bottom of the table at Christmas, relegated. You know, bookies favourites. Come March, April, they strung what was it, twelve unbeaten games together and stayed up, and they were brilliant, and they've continued that momentum, and now they're top of the league. Yeah, but they've and got it's nothing like, to lose. So you can't ever say in football you can't. I don't think. Well, I, I'm that's my bit, point. I think before the PC brigade 
jump on my bat and batter me the next time I'm trying to sell a fanzine on the Fulham Road. It's not a xenophobic statement. I'm not being racist, but I think we need a few more English players in our Chelsea side who can connect with the supporters and know what it's all about. Who would you buy apart from Charlie Austin? Well, I'd break the bank to get um, Jamie Vardy. Um, I don't think you'd have to break the bank. He's 29. I don't well, think let's you get not him. break he the wouldn't bank come this season. Well, Ranieri, come they've season. come out uh, on a Tuesday morning and said um, nobody can afford him. Well, but, of course they would. They have to say that. I mean, yeah. the fans would he kill them loyal. if they didn't say that. They, that's the, trouble, the thing with Leicester. They look like they all want to play for Leicester. Yeah. I, think, I think that's true. And I think... But the other thing is, Jamie Vardy's 29. He's got yeah. one more shot. He's got one more move. You know, he, you know th- that, this is not a player that's going to spend the last moment he's got to play for a big club like us yeah, playing for Leicester. I don't, th- I don't think he's Steve Bull. Well, maybe, you know, maybe I don't think not. he's a one-club man. You know, I mean, you know, he comes from long league. He's he's in a he's he's in a moment. You know, he's in the he's on the England fringes. You know, he's battling Harry Kane for that centre spot. You know, centre forward spot. I th- I wouldn't be surprised if somebody comes in from him. Not maybe not in January, but certainly in the summer. If he goes, the only time he'll go is in the summer. I think. I think yeah. you know, he could be making history with Leicester. And why would you upset it when you're scoring all those goals? You're breaking records. You go. You know what? It's only a few months away. Then I can reevaluate. But I think I think both of you have got a real point about Chelsea. Football means that a team could change things around but I also fear that we don't have the kind of team spirit even when Leicester were losing they still were looking as though they cared about the game no I have to be honest they looked like a championship side when they were losing yeah they did but I mean (laughs) but they still walked around together you know what what I saw with those players not coming over to us last night it did disgust me and and I, I fear that there is no unity in in that squad I really think we should try another centre forward I well, mean, the problem is goals, I and mean, we've got a goal difference of uh, minus eight. We've only scored 18 goals He hasn't season. played with another centre-forward playing as a centre-forward. Normally, I would hugely disagree with you, but on this occasion, I agree yeah. with you, Phil. I do agree with you. I'd it, give it, Remy it, a shot. I'd give him, give him a shot. Give him a shot, because yeah. what he's done is he's either played Costa up front, and it's not happening for Costa. I love Costa, but it isn't happening for him. It's not him. happening. You can't play and players then, on reputation. Then he played yeah. Hazard up front and Pedro up front. He'd done all this silliness. Well, it worked, but Hazard played yeah. Hazard up front, Yeah, but, it? you know... <laughs> It only works for a little bit, doesn't it? I, I don't think he's going to change the system. I think he's wedded to the system for some reason. But I do think, you know, Dave's mentioned it, you've mentioned it. Give Remy a shot, see how he gets on. Might inject a bit of pace, a bit of tempo, a bit of something different. You know, I think Remy does lack a little bit of presence, you know, yeah, when he bit, plays. But he's it. sneaky. But he's, but he's, you know, he's good. I remember the game, I think it was Palace last year away when Remy came on, and I, I thought he looked exceptional. Yeah. His touch was exceptional. He that gave was the, it 100% yeah. against Leicester when he came on. He did. I, he always does. I mean, my fear for. People like Remy, a striker needs to be playing to get that confidence, confidence and yeah. things. And he gets, you know, well, such give him a shot. Fun. Give, him, give half him a, a shot. dozen yeah. games. I agree. I and, totally and agree. Look, we're, I think so, we're, all, we're all in agreement yeah, here. I think so. So I was going to say um, just quickly as well um, that, you know, I think Mourinho wouldn't go until the fans turn against him and things. And I think Abramovich will be very careful to see how things go because he needs to keep everyone on side for the new stadium and the planning. Yeah. So, you know, there are things... You've got a thing about this, haven't you, Dave, that actually everyone should get in touch with the council yeah, and, 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 you know, give their support. So, you know, I'm just reading this little thing that you've given me, you know, which, which... How can people access this information? 
Um, you know, it, well, it's it all says, over Twitter. We must, you know, we've waited so long, it seems, we've waited forever for a new stadium at Stamford Bridge. And now, finally, there's a planning application currently with the local authority. So we must all do our bit to contribute to the success of obtaining planning permission for the new stadium. The owner is funding the project. He can't write letters of support for his own project, but we can. And then you, you think that... Email. 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 So email... Um, John Dot. Sanchez, S-A-N-C-H-E-Z, at lbhf.gov.uk. London Borough of Hammersmith and Fulham, LBHF, yeah? yeah? Yeah. John.Sanchez at lbhf.gov.uk. Saying, Kerry? Saying that uh, I support the current planning application for a new stadium at Stamford Bridge. You sign it with your name and postcode. Easy. Brilliant. Easy. And if we can all do that, it won't half help. No, absolutely. Should we just have a quick look at the youth? There's no under-18s or under-21 games this week due to the under-19s UEFA Youth League match last Wednesday in which Chelsea drew 0-0 with Porto. Uh, Under-18s next game is tomorrow night against Huddersfield Town in the FA Cup. Go on, the Blues. Third round. Uh, And the next under-21s game is at home this coming Monday against Borough in the league. Along to that, I think it's a 7.05 kickoff at Aldershot Town FC. So coming up, we've got Sunderland. Yeah, which we'll do in the mini-podcast oh, okay. for the end of the week. So you can so listen to that on Friday, can't you? Friday you can listen to that. Um, so I think that really wraps it all up. Um, we're okay. We're surviving. We'll get through it. Come on, you blues. Win or lose, up the blues. Absolutely. Good, you blues. I farted. <laughs> <laughs>